0: Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Masbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. My dear friends, we are talking about the subject of prayer. And I'm so happy that we may pray. Oh, just think about it. What if you would not have received the privilege that you could pray, that we could pray, that we could commune with our Father, that we could talk to Jesus And in his name, talk to the father. I mean, then we would have to do it with ourselves down here. But you know, I'm so thankful that I have a connection with heaven. I have a hotline with heaven. You know, I can talk and the moment I say, father, I come to you in Jesus name, the name of your son, immediately I feel transported. My spirit feels transported into the throne room of God and I'm standing or kneeling before him, and I may make my petitions known. I may talk to him and fellowship with him, commune with him, and it gives me such strength. It gives me such peace, such joy. I mean, prayer is so important for us. And you know, in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, it says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. This is a very important word today. It says, devote yourselves to prayer. God is asking us through his word, listen, my child, listen, my daughter, my son, listen, my servant, listen, you priests of the Lord, you need to devote yourselves to prayer. You know, we are living in a hectic world, and it has become so busy in this seven-day 24-hour economy. I mean, so many people, they work at all kinds of hours of the day, and then they have to sleep at different hours, and they have to take care of their children, and you have the soccer lessons or football, maybe, or other sports that you have with your children to go to. You have the swimming lessons. You have the groceries that need to be done. You have the time that you need to spend with friends and family, and there's so much going on in our life today. It becomes so hectic. I tell you, it's very difficult to be able to find an hour of silence. You know, somewhere a horn will blow. Somewhere the phone will ring. Somewhere somebody will come by and uh, ring on the doorbell. But you know, it's difficult to find some time to be quiet and alone with God. And I think this could be one of the answers why so many churches are weak why so many Christians are weak. They are not spending enough time in prayer. But you know, God says, devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. You know, if you look to the Bible and just go through the different chapters, you will find that there is so much written about the subject of prayer. You will find it in many different examples. You will find it in many different commandments, and you will also find it in many different promises. Prayer is there. It's part of that promise. It's part of that commandment. It is all there in that example, and it has such a prominent place in the Word of God. It has such a prominent place in the life of Jesus who came to show us, to be an example to us how we should live. And I believe we all want to be like Christ. Well, if we all want to be like Christ, well, his secret was his many times of prayer, his many hours of prayer, communing with the Father, spending time with him. And if it has such a prominent place in the word, in the life of Jesus, it should also be in our life as an important thing that we are committed to, that we are devoted to, I think we could all agree that this is something that is for all of us. Prayer is not just for those few saints that are called into the ministry, in full-time ministry. Prayer is for everyone. And you know, it is so wonderful if you go through the Bible and go through all these examples and commandments and all these promises that everybody can pray. It doesn't matter if you're highly educated. And you know exactly how to formulate your sentences to make such a beautiful prayer that every word has meaning in your prayer. Or if you are that young child that is just babbling on and just saying all these kinds of things, you know, but there is a heart behind it that is communing with God. And maybe he's asking or she, that little child is asking for such mighty great things and it's Being said all in the wrong words, but yet God hears that prayer and answers that prayer. It doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter if you maybe are a young Christian or a Christian that has already many years in the Lord, we all can pray and we should all pray. And our prayer life should grow. It should grow, it should definitely grow. But a soul, Spurgeon says, the great prince of preachers, he says, a soul without prayer is a soul without Christ. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite a statement. That's quite a quote. But you know, it's true. If there's no prayer in you, how can Christ be in you? If Christ is in you, then there must be fellowship. Fellowship with him. But then there is that great open door. Christ is the door to the Father, to have fellowship with him in his name. Through his name, we may enter into the throne room of God and have our fellowship, intimate fellowship with the Father. So if Christ is truly alive in us through the Holy Spirit, then there should also, there would also be a spirit of prayer in us. If he's in you, there will be a desire to commune with the Father. If he's not in you, okay, then it's, I understand that you don't have that desire, but if you have no desire to commune with the Father, where is Christ in you? Because if Christ is in us, there will surely be that desire to have intimate fellowship with the Father as He always had fellowship with the Father. But you know, prayer, it's the mumbling of a child, of a child that has faith. It is the anthem of the fighting believer who is going through a battle. Prayer will be there as a call, as a anthem, you know, coming from your heart and from your toes. There will be a prayer that comes out of your lips, shouting to the Lord God Almighty as an anthem calling upon him as you are fighting your battle in life. Maybe you're fighting with a sickness, with a disease. Maybe you're fighting because you're in the midst of of a divorce, or your family is falling apart, or maybe you are going through a church split. Maybe you are in ministry, and things are going difficult, and you have a hard time keeping that church standing. Well, maybe you are in some other situation, and you are fighting, you are wrestling. Well, prayer will be that anthem, will be that call that is in you, that you are counting upon god to hear your prayer and to answer your prayer that's keeping you going in that battle that's giving you strength in that battle that is helping you to move forward and to progress in your battle how can we fight these battles in life without prayer as a source in us that we know that prayer is being heard that prayer is even brought forth through the holy spirit and it is moving through us and you know god is hearing and answering it in daily strength well you know i see many people fighting in life they're fighting diseases sicknesses or or marital problems etc etc and sometimes i see them around me in the world and i think oh how are they going through this without this power of prayer without this communion with the father without these answers of the almighty god in their life oh i tell you We are so privileged that we have been given prayer. And as we are devoted to prayer, we know that God, he is faithful and he is answering, you know, it is also the song of the dying saint that is going to rest in Christ Jesus in that last hour as you are laying on that deathbed and you know that your time here on this earth is coming to an end, is coming to a close, and you have to pass through that door, the grave, to go into that wonderful place that God has prepared for you, that he has prepared for us. I believe prayer will be on our lips to help us to let go of this life, to let go of our loved ones, to let go of the things that are down here on this earth, and to move through that door of the grave into that wonderful place that God has prepared for us. You know, prayer will be like a song upon your lips as you are going through those last minutes and as people are standing around you maybe and they are looking at you as you are breathing, fighting your last minutes and you have a prayer, a song of prayer upon your lips as you are departing this world and entering into that great eternity with him. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful you are not just there in silence? You are not just there alone, but you are fellowshipping, communing with your heavenly father who is slowly pulling you from this world into his eternal, wonderful glory. Oh, I'm so thankful that we may know that we can pray. You know, prayer, it is our breathing. Prayer, it is our word. Prayer, it is our comfort. Prayer is our strength and our power. Prayer is our honor that we have received as a Christian, as a child of God. You know that as God's child, we may seek the face, the countenance of God. Oh, hallelujah. My dear friend, I'm hoping that you are getting excited about prayer. And maybe your prayer life has become a little bit dull. And maybe you are just kind of going through the motion and maybe you are just listing the things that you need or just telling him the difficulties that you are having in your life, but you're never really spending fellowship with him. You know, he knows what you need even before you pray it. It's, it's okay to ask him for all these things. That's also what prayer is for. But on the other hand, that should be just a small part of your prayer life. And I tell you honestly, I don't pray for a lot of things of my personal needs anymore because I know that my father, he takes care of me and he takes care of these things. I'm not saying it's wrong and I'm not saying I never pray for anything. Oh, maybe you need a new car. Go ahead, pray and ask the father to do it, to give it to you. But you know, those things, they become so, so unimportant. It's just about the fellowship with your father. It's just about communing with him. And, you know, the hours can just fly by as you are spending time with him and being in his presence and enjoying his peace. And you just start to glow. You just start to get all warm inside because, you know, his love is flowing through you. And then, you know, you don't even want to ask him for all those things that you need because, you know, oh, all is well, all is well. He will take care of me and those things, if I get them or if I never have them, oh, you know, it's not important. I have what is most important. I have fellowship with my creator and not just as a creation, but as his child, because I have been transferred from darkness into light, from death into life. I've been brought into the kingdom of his beloved son, and now I may commune with him Oh, and he tells me such wonderful secrets. You know, we need to endure in prayer. And so there are different prayers. Yes, there's the prayer of thanksgiving. There's the prayer of praise and the prayer of worship. And, you know, there are those prayers of just asking for things. There is the prayer of interceding. There are so many different kinds of prayer, but our prayer life should grow as our fellowship should grow. As our intimacy with him grows, you know, oh, we need to grow in our prayer and don't just be like that child, you know, mumbling and babbling. That was okay when you were a child. Paul said, when I was a child, you know, I spoke like a child, but now I'm an adult. And now I speak like an adult. Now I behave like an adult. And so it should be with our prayer life too. When we were small, small in the Lord, maybe old in age, but just young in the Lord. Okay, our prayer life was mumbling. Our prayer life was like a child's prayer, which is okay. We should never lose the simplicity in prayer. We should never lose the simplicity in faith. But on the other hand, our intimacy and our fellowship with the Father should grow to adulthood, to maturity. And that is very important. Well, you know... If you want to grow, you need to spend time in prayer. You need to feed upon prayer. You need to drink that time and that fellowship with the Lord. And I tell you, it will make you to grow. And of course, we have so many great examples in the Word. But the greatest example, I believe, is Jesus Christ himself. You know, he is the Word that became flesh, and he is the light that walked among us and he paid the ultimate price on the cross but when you read his life you know he was fully man but yet fully god something we cannot fully comprehend with our mind but in faith we accept it he was born out of the virgin fully god and yet also fully man but look at his life so many times we read and it will be more than we could have read that is written in the bible his prayer life will be more than is written in the bible but We read already so many times that he would go to a secluded place. He would go into his prayer closet, as we would say today, and spend time with the Heavenly Father. And if you look to his life, every time before he did a major thing or a major decision was made, you always read how he spent time in prayer before that. Oh, my dear friend, I hope with my whole heart that you have that kind of a fellowship with the Father. There's that saying, we have it here in Holland, and I think in different ways it is a saying that's all around the world, that when you are in distress, when you are in need, you learn how to pray. But you know, that's not what the Bible says. It says Jesus taught them to pray. They said, Lord, teach us to pray. Don't ask, Lord, let my distress and my problem and my need teach me to pray, but say, Lord, teach me to pray. Oh, you can pray when all is well, when all is wonderful. That's when you should pray so that when the time comes that there is a need, you already have that communion. You already have that fellowship. You already have that, 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 that lifeline going that is flowing. Some people, they never pray. They only start to pray when life becomes difficult and then they have to build up a whole prayer life as they are also seeking refuge and help from the Lord. But it should not be like that in our life, my dear friends, my dear brothers and sisters in the Lord. We already should have a wonderful prayer life, be it good, be it bad, be it in the valley or be it on the mountaintop. Our prayer life should be, should be stable and secure as we spend time with him daily in fellowship. And you know, it will keep you out of harm's way. Many problems would never have come in your life if you would have had a good prayer life where God could have warned you and where God could have given you advice or where he could have spoken to you or where he would have heard your prayer even before that problem came into your life. And then, you know, it's so important that we pray and have fellowship with him. Oh, and have that thanksgiving. And a spirit of praise. Oh, look to the Bible and look to those examples like David and Daniel and Esther and so many others. You know, it is a secret strength that we have in our life that we spend fellowship with Him. And now let's pray together. And you know, today I'm going to pray for you. But maybe today you can also pray with me and you also pray for us and for this ministry. And not just only for this ministry. But pray for your city, for your town, pray for your church, pray for your country, pray for this world. Oh, my dear friend, you have been given the privilege that you may stand before God and you may ask him, oh, and ask him for great things today. Oh, don't be so worried about the small things in life, you know. Oh, you can ask for them, you can pray, but my dear friend, Rise up in your prayer life to ask for great things for the salvation of your family, for the healing of those around you that are sick. Oh, for revival to come back into your church and for evangelism to go out with fire in your city or in your town. Oh, that revival fires may ignite again in your nation and that the Lord would have compassion. And favor upon mankind, upon this world in our day, as he had in days past, and that he would ignite a new worldwide revival. Oh, number one, in the churches amongst his children, but also among the non believer, that they will turn to him and find him as they seek him in their distress. Oh, my dear friend, let's make use of this privilege that we can pray in the name of Jesus and Father. Oh, together with those that are listening today, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we enter boldly into your throne room and we kneel before you. Oh, Father, we make use of this great privilege that has been given to us that that we may enter into your throne room, that we may enter into your presence and that we may say, Abba, Father, Oh, we say, Abba, Father, Papa, today, we are praying for those that are lost. We are praying for revival to come back in our church. We are praying for revival to come back into our nation. Lord, so many don't know you. So many are lost, Lord. So many are in depression. So many are bound by the devil. Oh, Lord, so many are sick and are in pain. So many marriages are broken. So many people are at the end of the line, Lord. They don't know what to do anymore. But Lord, when we don't know what to do anymore, we know that we can pray, hallelujah, and we can ask you, oh, almighty God, we can ask your favor. We can ask your miracles. We can ask your goodness to come down upon us. Lord, have compassion with us. Lord, be graceful to us, Lord. Oh, we ask you for your mercy for our nation. We ask you for your grace, Lord, for this world, Lord. Oh, show your glory. You are sovereign, Lord. You can do whatever you please, Lord, whatever is according to your will, Lord. Oh, Lord, do it today, Lord, because we know that your will is that no one shall be lost, Lord. Your will is that we shall be healthy, Lord. Your will is, Lord, that we will be saved. Oh, I ask you today, save those family members of the listeners today. Save their friends, Lord, their colleagues, Lord. Do a miracle in their life, Heavenly Father. Let your Holy Spirit go and reach them in their heart, Lord. Let the word of God be like an arrow that pierces their heart and that they may cry out, what must we do to be saved? Lord, we pray for healing for the listeners today. We pray for deliverance for them today. We pray for mighty miracles of your supply and of your goodness and your favor in their life, Lord. Oh, Lord, do it because, Lord, you are a God of love because your son paid the price for it, Lord, and because you are good to us, Lord. Oh, thank you for that goodness. Thank you for the miracles that will happen right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless each and every one, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com.